All right, welcome back to the Hit Factor. We, uh, well, this is our, this is basically our debut on YouTube, right? Have you no, put anything already, up? Yeah, I feel like this is deja vu. Last week's was our our debut oh, on YouTube. Oh, last Especially, week's went up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You remember like five minutes ago when I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to YouTube and get the Discord server link. Yeah, and you remember like the beginning of last episode Dude. where you were like. This is going to be on YouTube. <laughs> I do remember that now. Okay. Dude, okay. I got a three-year-old and an 11-month-old. Like, I don't know what day. I don't like, what year is it? Like, 2019? Like, I don't even know what year it is. Man, I haven't, I mean, I've had, have had a pour of whiskey tonight, like, three hours ago, but, man, that's rough. All right, well, at, like, anyway. This is uh we're basically pros at this YouTube video thing. This is our second episode to go out on that. Uh, it feels like new because we're using different uh, video software tonight, so it feels like it's new and like the first time for me. So that's that's why I thought that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. So anyway, uh, Jared, what what do you got? I mean, let's get the first things out of the way what what are you drinking tonight it's uh, a blonde ale by like golden brewery that seems is that rather local fruity no i just the store had it the other day when i was getting groceries i'm like that looks good i'll buy that i would think you'd be more of a dark ale person i am i like stouts and porters and stuff too but this just seemed good that day pretty much she just likes beer that is also a fact. Does it? Well, I mean, I guess that's the question. Does it really matter? Like, as long as the as long as the quantity is correct, does it matter what the beer is? Uh, I mean, yes. There's some beers I just won't really drink unless I have to. Have to. What, in what situation? In what situation would be in where you have to drink it? Uh, it's the only beer available. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I think I've said this on here before, but this is a famous quote by a friend of mine. So, you, none of you know him, but um, his his famous quote was that beer has food value, but food does not have beer value. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah. if, if you're starving or you can only take one item, beer is king. Yeah, really. But the only beer I can think of that I just really won't drink unless it's the only thing available is like PBR. What? It it gives me the wicked shits the next day if I drink. That <laughs> Literally, my my Discord profile picture is a can of PBR. I know that's what reminded me. Oh man, I like PBR. I don't care. I don't I don't drink beer, but tonight I have some EA's Taylor Single Barrel. Uh, it's good stuff. Kind of hard to find. Uh, this one's about. It's about to, it's about to be done. So I got like one more pour after, after tonight. But I got a couple more bottles of it, which is, which is good. But I've not had that one. Stuff. Is that uh, is that one hard to find? Yeah, pretty yeah. well. Uh, so Yates Taylor has four main releases every year. So they have what's considered their what they call their small batch, which is the most readily available of it. Um, but it's still kind of it's still hard to get uh then there's the single barrel which is i mean it's a single barrel product so it's it's not batched at all uh 
and that's really pretty tough to get. I've seen one bot. I've seen one bottle of it this year, and I bought it. Uh, then they have their they have a rye, an EH Taylor rye, which I've never I've never seen one of those in a store. Um, actually, I have, and then they have a EH Taylor barrel proof, which is like I have I have one of those, and it's like my favorite bottle of any any bottle of whiskey that I own. It's it's mm-hmm. at the top. Uh, and then they do a they do a yearly release of like just that that's new every year. Um, this year, what was this year's? I think it was Warehouse C. It's called Warehouse C or something because that's where they that's where they aged it. If I remember right, I can't. It's a different one every year. Like so, it's just and those are those are impossible to get. Like they like you just okay. they're virtually impossible. But this is so this one's kind of it's kind of to get, but like. If you just randomly walk in a, a liquor store, uh, you're not gonna see it unless you're like hunting for it or get really, really lucky. Like so I got have... lu- I got lucky. I walked into a store. I was snow skiing and earlier this year, and I walked into a liquor store in Crested Butte, Colorado, and there was one sitting on a shelf. They had just put it out uh. like ten minutes before I got there, uh, and it was. And I got a good price on it. And it was like, oh, that's cool. That was lucky. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'll look for it, but I probably won't see it because we don't seem to get much around here. I would think Ada is going to be a tough place to find much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma City might. I don't know who where they get their if they're getting their distribution out of Dallas or if they have their own distribution center. Oklahoma City might. Uh, be decent but i feel like you're not going to be committed enough to drive to oklahoma city i did find a a bottle of that uh was it kentucky mist was that what it was kentucky spirit yeah that one yeah did you did you buy it yeah i did i have a bottle but i'm not drinking it because i'm still supposed to be doing the dry january deal even though i me and my sister killed a bottle of sake the other night, but yeah. So let's hear, like, let's hear about like this whole situation. Like, so what is this dry January thing? And then like, you fa- kind of failed on it, and <laughs> completely failed. But you know, <laughs> I mean, that's it. We're just supposed to not be drinking alcohol for January for kicks and giggles, basically. Have you but... like? Uh, it was my sister's birthday, and then you know there's some other life events going on. So we killed a bottle of sake and ate a bunch of sushi the other night. Wait, you like you like you drank like half of a bottle of sake yourself? Yeah, sake's like not super strong. No, it's like it's wine. Not. It's like I, wine. It's like rice wine, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but so, it's still it's Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I had to walk it off. All right, I had to walk it off. <laughs> how, Don't how get me beers, wrong. How many beers did you drink with the bottle of sake? None. It was just sushi and sake. Yeah, yeah. You get hot sake, cold beer. Drop the sake in the cold beer, and you yeah. chug it. We we drank cold sake, but I've had hot oh. sake. I like it. Anyway, that's it. I'm I'm still drinking water out of my copper thing bottle yeah whatever you want to call that thing yeah 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 anyway also, all right uh, where did, no no hold on where did you go to get sushi because i don't feel like ada is a place that should mm. have a, that's, sushi that's a legit question 
Ada has a really good sushi restaurant. Must be how close it is to the ocean. Yes, it is. Now, we have a really, like, crappy, like, buffet-type place. And then that's, like, a Chinese buffet. And it's... I guess it's not really crappy. It's just not a place I would eat sushi. Uh, but then we have, like, a dedicated, like, sushi restaurant that is pretty good. What's the population of Ada? Uh, like, during the semester? or Sure. It's like 22,000. I wouldn't eat sushi there. It's good, man. We eat there, like, I don't know, at least every three or four weeks, something like that. We have a good sushi place here in Canyon. Our population is like 13,000. That's not including yeah. students. That's If we had WT students, it'd be over that. But ask Ben. Ben's eating there. He says it's good. And Ben Ben likes his sushi. That just you seems know? so iffy to me. Thank Jeff. Did you hear that? Did you see that? Yeah, we can hear that. Yeah, we saw <laughs> and heard that. Are they coming for you? Is that every police officer in Ada? No, I think that was a fire truck and an ambulance. Oh, that's yeah. not good. I hope they're I bet all right. There'll be some police cars next, though. Oh, that looks <laughs> that like a fire truck. That was a fire truck, for sure. Oh, good stuff. It's it's really weird. I live on a country road. Like, not... It's just like a, like a county-maintained road, right? There is freaking sheriffs and, and ambulances and fire trucks ripping up and down this road all the time weird i mean i i have a feeling like the drug presence is somewhat high in ada not too far off uh, i-40 like i think the drug presence is is a lot more prevalent like on the other side of ada like there's some little towns over there that that's what they're known for hmm. drugs uh francis and sasakwa are the towns that's yeah Interesting name. I live on the good side of Ada. I did. That's. I mean, it surprises me that there's a good side. There is. There is. This but is the prestigious side. Your old house was not on the good side, was it? Yeah. Where was your old house in relation to the good and the bad side? My old house was in like a like surprisingly sketchy neighborhood for how close it was to a public school, like a nice school. Oh, yeah. Does it have more than one public school? I mean, I guess not. (laughs) It's the junior high, the Ada Junior High. But it's like a really nice building. Like, it used to be the high school. It's it's, It looks super nice, made out of brick. It kind of looks like a castle in the front. Yeah, yeah. A lot of schools are made out of brick. It's pretty common building material in tornado country. Is it? (laughs) Yes. Look around. You'll probably see a lot of brick houses in your neighborhood, too. I'm just saying, I've seen a lot of buildings made out of tin. That's also a building material. That was on the bad side of Ada. No, that's the new school. The bigger school is made out of tin. Interesting. I hate All you, right. Jared. All right. We've, we've got a requisite make fun of poor Jeff. Uh, so we have, we have several podcast questions, which is good. Uh, like, are you guys doing any sh- – have y'all shot at all? Ooh, I did. I did my first training of 2022 yesterday. Mm. Uh, me and no, and I have not shot. Like, 
You did um, your first training and? Uh, apparently, I don't know how to shoot a gun anymore. Really? Yeah, the mm-hmm. first two rounds, I, like I was zeroing my gun and making sure my ammo was good. Chrono for uh, Caribbean Open. I'm going the first weekend of February. Woo. And I, I was shooting pretty I, quick. I, yeah, I thought I'd shoot some doubles, <laughs> you know, just get used to the gun a little bit. And like the first two rounds of the gun were so bad that I just stopped, holstered the gun, took the bag out, and went back and put two more rounds on it, just started over. <laughs> what I'm oh, curious, like what so okay, so you had your first practice, you did some doubles, like what was the problem in doubles like that you had to fix? We can't grip. Okay. So just not gripping it with the with the weekend? Exactly. Not enough weekend tension. That, uh, I mean, that, I would guess that, like, that's almost anybody that, like, they first come out, like, after, after their off season or whatever, that they, yeah. like, they just, they don't grip the gun hard anymore. Yeah. And, and I've been shooting, like, my indoor matches and it hasn't really been a problem. It just was yesterday in practice. So it was a focus in dry fire today. So you're dry firing. Yeah, I've been dry firing at least three or four times a week since uh, beginning of January. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, nice. Well, mm. my pl- my plan is to kind of do that up until Caribbean Open, and then I probably won't actually start training until like April. Until April? Wow. Uh, we have you're not going to train before Ozarks in March. Uh, I mean, I'll probably shoot a little bit, but I'm not going to start hitting the season hard yet. No. Man, I'm. I'm like I'm itching to go like shoot uh, I, pretty bad. I am too, and if if primers were freely available, I'd probably start shooting that early. But I'm just worried about getting enough primers, so I am not going to start that early. Yeah, yeah, that's you. gonna be a that's gonna be a problem. I don't foresee that going away. Uh, I don't either. That's why I'm moment. being that's why I'm being pretty conservative. Yeah, on my shooting. Yeah, I actually got out and shot today, uh, which is kind of the, I hadn't, it's been a, that's probably been about a month. Just shot my carry gun, because I'm a Mr. Tactical Timmy, you know, shooting yeah. from concealment, right. working on, working on my concealment draws. Uh, I've actually, that's kind of been like every, I don't know, like when I get a nice day, like I'll go and I'm not super busy. If I can get away for like an hour, I'll go, sh- I'll go shoot. And I've kind of, so I've like, the, I don't know, the last three or four times I've gone which that's in the, like the last three or four months. Uh, I'll take my carry gun and it's actually kind of, it's kind of fun uh, shooting like your carry gear. Like I've done a lot more dry fire with my carry gear than I have in the past. And uh, I think there's a lot of value in that. Uh, Cause like, I think a lot of times, I mean, I, t- I guessing other competition shooters do this. I mean, Jeff probably doesn't carry a gun at all, but uh but other competition shooters kind of figure, well, I do enough shooting that like that my shooting skills will will kind of take over in a situation if I I needed it, like a, a self defense situation. Uh, and I think that's I think that's largely true, but probably a little bit of familiarization with drawing your gun from concealment and shooting yeah. that actual gun because it your competition gun good chance it has a lighter trigger than your carry gun uh and so like that's i think it's uh probably a good idea to just to do every once in a while so i'm gonna try and incorporate more of that 
uh, in some of my training sessions this year. And I, I mean, I think from a shooting perspective, it, there's no, I mean, my, my carry gun's a 2011, a commander size 2011 uh, in nine millimeters. So it's not like I'm going to a totally different platform from what I'm used to. So like for me, the training value is virtually just as good other than the yeah. the reloads and draw is drastically different but otherwise the the shooting part is virtually the same yeah those guns are really light those ones that you made yeah this one's Your this one's pretty gun. light i mean when you put 17 rounds of 38 super in the gun then it gets heavier yeah. but uh have you ever weighed it unloaded I'm curious i have but i don't I mean, I can I can do that tomorrow. I I don't I don't remember what it weighed. Wondering how it compares to like a G nineteen, just it's similar gonna, size. It's gonna be f- it's gonna be heavier, but it's gonna be close. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wondered. If a couple ounces heavier or not? Yeah, because the the Glock night. I mean, you still have a steel frame. This is still a steel frame. I mean, even though the polymer grip, but it still has a steel frame. Uh, and I I lightened it some, and I tried to off the slide and took some weight out of the slide, so the slide's not like super heavy but there's still it's still gonna be a little bit heavier than a glock but yeah i don't for my my carry purposes like i don't normally like i'm not carrying 20 i'm not carrying all day every day uh like i'm not i don't have like it on in the shop uh like i, I just i don't i'm not carrying all day in the shop every day so it's more of i'm going out i'm going to church on sundays or i'm going out to eat or something like that or just running to town for something going to liquor stores to see if they got some cool bourbon uh like so i'm putting it on for a couple hours at a time if i was if i was wearing one all day every day i'd be looking real hard close years jared uh at a sig 365 xl i don't blame you very popular carry pistol uh, they're awesome i have I a, think... a, a 365 for my wife and the, the xl will fit me my brother has an xl the xl fits me a lot better than the so I, I don't I obviously don't particularly like those really small like pocket pistols like that. No. because uh, they don't fit me at all. But I think the current leader is probably like a forty eight or forty three X with the shield mags. And those small guns. Fifteen plus one and they're tiny. But it's a Glock. I don't want to shoot a Glock. I don't want to carry a Glock. I, don't, I, don't I hate you. Glocks. <laughs> Glocks are the worst thing ever. I got my 48 from a certificate last year. So I currently have a 48. You should get some shield mags for it. So it's 15 plus one. What? What are shield mags? It's a company that basically they make a normal metal mag without the polymer coating around it. Oh, 15 okay. rounds. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Yeah. That is pretty interesting. The only problem is it's a Glock, but Well know. You're used to shooting crappy Turkish plastic guns anyway, so what's an Austrian They're crappy still plastic better, still gun? Still better than a Glock. In my opinion. Uh, Canik actually has a carry gun. I was actually looking at Adam like a uh, it was like a year ago, but they've got a carry gun that actually looks pretty intriguing. For like a cheap, like a cheap carry gun, it's almost like a throwaway, because it's only like three hundred and fifty bucks, right? Like it's, 
Like you really don't care if it gets beat up. Uh, is it the one that just looks like the the TP9? Yeah, it looks real similar. It's just smaller. Yeah, yeah. It's they're like Elite TP9 Elite. Like yeah, something calling. like that. Yeah. Oop. Yeah. Which probably That's is so not cool. a shocker, but I actually carry a P10C. Oh. Hmm. Could have fooled me. Yeah. I figured you would have carried a P10F, honestly. <laughs> no, I carry, I carry P10C with a hitting plus two base bat on it. 17 plus one. I think it's uh, sufficient. It's not bad. Okay. 17 cool, rounds cool. and nine millimeter. You can get, get a lot done. All right, that's our tactical Timmy side of our show that we've got. We've got that yeah. addressed. Uh, Hopefully we won't. God, that was that was so boring. Hopefully we won't get into that uh, any more anytime soon, unless a listener has a question about something, and then we are experts on defensive pistol usage. Yeah, shoot, put a lot of bullets in the bad guy really fast, and you're gonna be like that's your best bet. Okay, so we got some questions on the Discord here in our uh, question thread here. So we're going to run through some of them. We got some really good ones, actually. Um, some of them are good, and some of them are really good. Some of them I laughed out loud as soon as it popped up. Um, however, we'll start with one that's just, like, pretty normal. Uh, do you guys set goals for the shooting season? If so, what are your goals and how do you set them? It's a really deep question. I don't have a good answer for it, but we're going to answer it. Who wants to go first? I will. Go. <laughs> so I generally set goals, but they're based on purely on me and what I'm doing. It'll have nothing to do with like, it won't be like a results goal. It'll be a goals for my own shooting. And generally they will be kind of different levels of, of a goal. Essentially all have stuff that I could hit earlier and easier. And then ideally like a, a top goal, like the most involved in a performance based goal I would have would be shooting a certain percentage level at like nationals or something. But even then I don't think that's, a good goal for most people to set. I think you're a liar. Uh, <laughs> Dirty <apart>. liar. <laughs> you had your goal last year was to beat Jeff at every match y'all shot. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I clearly did not write that one down. <laughs> I actually have a whiteboard in my dry fire room that I'll write goals on whenever I actually set them. Does that okay? So if you write your goal on a whiteboard, like, do you feel like that helps motivate you while you're dry firing, or mm. to dry fire more? No, I just it's it's a constant reminder because I'll read it every time I go in the dry fire room. Interesting. I don't know if I've ever written my goals out. I like like that. I, and they're they're purely written down for me. Like I won't share my goals either. They're for me, my actual goals. You won't share them. Selfish. Nope. You're Selfish on a bastard. you're on a shooting podcast to talk about your shooting and you won't share well, your I might, shooting goals. I might share like a basis of my goals, but I'm not gonna like take a picture of my whiteboard and post it online or something. Okay, it's I think like, Jared needs to take a picture of it and put it on our Discord yeah. so that we can all at least let the Discord like if the people are committed enough to come on like join our Discord and join our conversation well, there. Then right now, it's, I, right right now it's a blank whiteboard, so it wouldn't be very interesting. Well, as you as you add them, you need to you need to post that up. 
right. So goals, like I mean, like I do think I think Jared like does hit on something important. Like a lot, there's a a lot in goals. Like I think there's like process oriented goals, right? Like I want to I want to get this process down done well in my shooting. Uh, so like meaning that by the end of the year, I want to be I want to be managing my recoil better than I am at the start of the year. Right? Like I want my trigger press to be more consistent or I want my tra- my sights to track straighter or I'm trying to switch from, I'm just throwing stuff out, like switching from front sight focus to target focus. Like those are like your move or movement goals or something like that. Like that's your goal for the year. And those are kind of process-based goals. Um, and so I think that's, I think that's good. Like, I, th- I mean, I think that kind of feeds in a bit to like Jeff kind of what, like you're looking at doing as far as setting like a training plan for the year, like in some ways, like if you're going to set a training plan for you, you have to somewhat set goals of, I want to fit, I want to get this stuff better or fix this stuff because otherwise, if you don't do that, then how do you develop any sort of training plan other than I just want to make sure I work on everything, which is still a goal, right? Like that's still a, that's still a goal of, uh, a process-based goal that I just want to be really well-rounded. And so I want to make sure that I work on everything kind of equally. Uh, so I, I think that's, I think that's good. Um, in the past, I normally would have a goal of uh, my goals as far as match finishes were almost always based around either nationals or world shoot, uh, either making a world shoot team or whatever my performance was at nationals. Uh, as far as the other matches, I kind of didn't care if I, did all that well at him as long as I did at nationals. Um, no. <laughs> and usually, usually like, I mean, my goal, my goal at nationals was always, I want to get into top 25. I want to get into the top 95%. I want to be within 5% of the winner. Um, because if you're in that 95%, then you've got a chance to win. Uh, now you may come out and if you're, if you're 5% back with two stages left, no, you're not in it, but, if you're within five percent on the last day, like you, you have a, you're you're in that match, uh, at that point. And so that was kind of always my goal is to get in that that ninety five percentile. I like it. Yeah, I would take ninety five percent. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jeff, do you set goals? How do you set them? I mean, kinda. I don't. I don't have a great answer for this one, guys. Like, uh, I I pick things that I want to make better for the last, you know, 18 months or so. Like, my main focus has been recoil management. I'm sort of obsessed with it right now. I was obsessed with it at the end of last season. And I'm still going to come into this season working on it. I know uh, in the past, as far as, like, picking some... So people have asked, like, do you pick somebody to chase or try to beat? And I've kind of said no on that. Uh, but then when I really started thinking about it, I'm like, ah, I kind of actually do do that. Uh, you know, I thought I you said somebody. in the past that you do do that, like, all the time. I mean, I, I have said that I did it. And then someone asked, like, who do you pick? And we, like, they I submitted that question. And then we're like, yeah, you don't really pick somebody. It's just... And then I got to thinking about it and I was like, yeah, but I kind of do. I like, I really pick somebody like I want, I want to beat this person kind of deal. Uh, yeah. So I do. If I said I didn't, so, I lied. Uh, so do you have a person for 2022? 
I have a person I'm chasing. Uh, it's hard for me to say that I want to beat them because. Um, well, you gotta hear it. You can't. It just seems so. It. it just seems so unreasonable. Uh, you're gonna. You're gonna beat Jacob Hetherington. Uh, no, I was actually Nils. Nils was my. Oh, it's because he shoots the canic, so you want to beat him? No, that wasn't it. So what it all kind of based off of was the like the first match I shot production in with the Walther, Area Four, I think two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was two yeah, years that ago. That match, I that was like six or seven percent off of Nils at that match, I think. Uh and I like that was my very first time shooting production, and I'd only been shooting the gun for like two weeks. And I was like, dude, if I can shoot that close, I can't be that far from like actually doing well against him. Uh, so since that day, you know, obviously I've finished much worse against him uh, since that match. But uh, that's kind of been my goal. It's like I can't be that far from being able to compete with the guy. I don't think you're wrong, but that does bring up a good point, though, on setting your goals purely based on, like, performance compared to somebody else. Because you have absolutely zero control over their performance. And at the end of the day, the percentage you shoot of somebody at a match is the percentage you're able to shoot at them on that day at that match. Like, as different matches can certainly change stuff. That's why I think it's, uh, earlier when I said it's not a good idea for, to set your goals necessarily on like i want to shoot this percentage at this match like i i do that as part of my goal and i know it's not the most ideal thing but it's not like a main goal it's just like this is where i want to be by the end of the year type of thing yeah Yeah, but this is also a competition like that like the the point of it is to beat those people so like i don't don't think it's bad to have a goal of beating people uh again I, i think that's perfectly fine it de- it depends on where you're at. Like Jeff setting that goal, I don't think is necessarily bad. But if you're in like C class, setting your goal to uh, to shoot like some super high percentage or or just even a small percentage increase is not necessarily good. If you're shooting sixty percent and you're in C class right now, wanting to shoot sixty five percent in area match is probably not setting your goal correctly because there's enough variance in your abilities that it could just happen. So I don't think it's a good idea to set goals based on that. I just yeah. disagree. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. However, I I kind of also disagree because I feel like you you can almost come up with like in any scenario you could come up with a reason like not to set that goal. Like ah uh, well this this variable this variable this variable no. so none of those goals are are good goals. And you you set the you set goals that will get you that goal, but you focus on the process of it, not the not the result. Well, now so you're talking now you're talking about like goals to get you to your goal. Like that's no, that's a whole process. I'm saying goal you gotta be setting. you gotta be cautious on setting that goal. If you're like I just said there, if you are C class and your goal is 65 percent in area match. Just because you hit that doesn't necessarily mean you've gotten much better at shooting. You know, if that's your only goal and that's what you're trying to work for, then you might hit it just because somebody had a little off day or or the match was lightly attended or something. 
Right. Where the division but, you're shooting is lightly attended. Yeah, where, but who cares? Like, if you hit that goal, bam, now you got motivation because you hit that goal, even if it was by accident. Well, I mean, part of being good at shooting is uh, being realistic and where you're at and what you're doing, too. So if you're <laughs> getting a false sense of security in your goals, you're going to be uh, no, disappointed so, when you show up next year. You're Man, a shit stick, I, Jared. I disagree with Jared so hard on this. Like, if you set a goal... <laughs> And that motivates you to like want to practice, and that gets you excited about going to the match to try to meet that goal. And then if you meet that goal, and that makes you excited, and you're like more excited about shooting because you met that goal, regardless of who shot it or how they shot it, or if it was crappy weather, you had shot in good weather and they shot in grad weather. If you're happy that you made that goal, like good on you. Like like that's like that's it's like it's like golf. It's like going out to play golf. Like. I've never broken I've like if you like a, a hypothetical golf I've never broken 80 and I go out to a course and yes I shot a 79 today well there was no wind and the pin plays are easy so this one doesn't count I'll just have to throw I'll just have to shred this scorecard I'll have to try never, next time I never this said you couldn't be count. happy I never said you couldn't be happy with it I said I think it's it's a bad idea to set your goals based on that because it's easy to get a false sense of where you're at and where you're going. What like is you, bad about setting a goal that makes you excited to train and get better? I didn't say it couldn't excite you and get you training. But if your goal is just to shoot this percentage, you might not be getting any better and you think you hit it and what you're doing is not working. I'm saying your goals need to be more on the process side of things. Like where Jeff said that he's working on recoil control. Him getting better at specific skills is what's going to result in him hitting his big goal there that he wants. And at his level, I don't think a goal like that's necessarily a problem. But if you're but having, having a performance-based goal is not exclusionary to having a process-based goal. You can have them both at the same time. I didn't say it was. I just said, I don't think it's necessarily the best idea for most people to set their I goal see, that way. Jared's just, he's digging a hole now. He's, he said he made his no. statement and now he's digging a hole. Uh, I, 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 like I take stick with Jeff's, it. Take Jeff's like example of of area for it. Like I don't know if he had a. I don't think Jeff had any sort of expectations going into that match uh, of of where he would place against Nils, if I remember correctly. Because I remember the match. Uh, like I mean, it's like if Jeff walked away from that match and said, "Well, my best shooting versus Nils' best shooting. I'm only six percent back of him, and this is I've only been two weeks into this production gun." then like Jeff, like he may walk away from the match with unrealistic expectations of what his shooting, where he's at in his shooting. But that doesn't mean like, say he had a goal of, I want to finish better than 90% of nails at this match, which I actually think maybe was a goal. Like I want to, I think you said you wanted to be better than 90%. If I remember right, I think there was a goal going into that, Uh, but we all know how my memory is. So like, we probably shouldn't trust that at all. And I probably should never even try to say something <laughs> off of memory like that. Hey, are we going to put this on YouTube? Are we going to put this on YouTube? I don't know. <laughs> I it, thought so. Maybe. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, but like, but like the, how you evaluate your goals and how you assess like your, when you walk away from making that accomplishment. Yeah. You can, you can be unrealistic in how you, in your evaluation of it, but that doesn't mean that your goal was invalidated that you wanted to shoot this percentage at an area match. Again, I never said it was invalidated. I said, I don't think it's the best way for most people to set goals. 
Okay. I didn't say you couldn't. <laughs> I just said I don't think it's the best idea for most people. I just, I just disagree. That That's fair. But I that's think fair. we're at an impasse. Jeremy, that's what he believes. That's what he... I know. I know. He that's does. That's what he believes. Okay. Anyway, so back to me. Um, yeah. So I do kind of like pick a person and... I kind of motivates me like that. I want to, I want to chase that person down. Right. Um, so that's still kind of my goal. Like, yeah, like, like Jeremy said, I want to be 95%. I want to be in the running, man. It feels good to be in the running. It, it really feels good when you're like, you're in the running with some great shooters and you're like, dude, I could do so good at this match. Uh, there's so much pressure. It's, it's just amazing. So, uh, yeah, I want to get I want to get to that level in production. That's that's kind of my I want to be I want to be at the top, but there's a lot going on. A lot going on with just like not much primers and all that crap, but we're still going to try to make it happen. So I mean, I um, think everybody's going to be kind of hurting from that standpoint this year. It's actually like yeah. everybody's like coming back to Jeff. It's like Jeff's like, yes, you're in my playground now. Right. Oh, yeah. you suckers got to. Yeah. Y'all are all yeah. used to shooting all the time. Now y'all got to come deal with what I deal with. Yeah, they're all going to shoot about the same amount as me now. Well, it's like, I, I don't That'll know what you did, Jeremy. I don't know what you did last year, but like I, I didn't shoot as much last year as I normally would to conserve primers for this year because I was afraid they wouldn't be available yet. And, like, shooting a, a reasonable amount this year, I'm not going to have any components for next year. No, like, I, yeah, I, yeah I'm a, I will burn through what I've got this year. I, I, uh, I have more bullets in the garage than I have primers. I think I have, like, 25,000 bullets in the garage. So, and, and I'm just, I'm not going to pay $100 a thousand for primers. No. Like, I, I can't afford to buy 50,000 primers a year at that. I would pay a hundred dollars for a thousand, but I'm not going to shoot fifty thousand. But if I could buy what? like eight hundred or yeah, eight hundred dollars worth, like I, could do that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say like eight hundred primers. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's a big outlay, Jeff. There. <laughs> and, and and I don't mean that I'm going to shoot fifty thousand. Just I generally try to always buy a lot at one time because it cuts down your hazmat fees and everything. But if right. I can't get them. Then I can't shoot as much, and even at even at, I'm not gonna spend twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars a year on primers at a hundred dollars a thousand. Well, I mean, I think it's it's for most people what it's gonna be is like when primers were cheap, uh, they spent this they had this much money to spend on shooting, so they bought. Let's just let's just say they bought twenty thousand primers a year, thirty thousand primers a year. Uh, primers are double or triple that, then now they're going to be able to get ten to 15,000 primers a year. Uh, and that's like, they're still spending the same amount of money. They just, they're going to have to shoot less with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just, that's just how it's going to be. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to basically shoot every primer that I have probably this year. And, and then next year we'll just, we'll just see. Uh, I don't, like, I, I mean, as far as the future of the sport, like going into next year, like, I mean, Jared and I are probably as well stocked as just about any normal shooter, uh, mm-hmm. probably more so. And I don't know how 
I don't know how other people are going to do it next year, uh, other than just they'll save primers for matches and they'll just shoot matches. I've personally decided that, like, if I can't shoot, like, the way I want to, I'm just not going to shoot. Like, I'll still shoot locals, but I just won't shoot majors or anything. That's sad. I mean, if if I only have 5,000 rounds a year to shoot, I'm not going to. Oh, oh, yeah, for five, yeah, just 5,000. Or, or, yeah. or 10 or whatever. It's, I mean, it's just not enough. I shot 8,000 rounds last year. Well, and I, I would not want to shoot so little. I think it would just irritate me to not have enough to, like, train a lot. I just hope people saw that eye roll that Jeff just gave. That was awesome. I'm glad this is go- <laughs> this is going on YouTube, and I'm I'm glad for that. That was awesome. Okay, you guys are terrible at staying on topic. Let's go to the next question. That was Jared that got us off on that. How is Jared? I like this is a good follow up question from the topic that we just left. Uh, how is Jared's mental game after losing to Jeff all season in 2021? <laughs> well. Honestly, I shouldn't dignify that answer from someone who can't beat me anyways. But most importantly, I just don't really care. I don't get – I mean, I certainly want to do as good as I can, and I want to win matches. But at the end of the day, I only control my shooting. I'm not going to get too uh, wrapped up if someone beat me if they shot better that day. Yeah. Or every day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so see, I, this it's is, a legit question, though. It's it's a good question. I think it is too. Yeah, I clearly answered that. My mental state's fine. I don't care. So it didn't, it doesn't phase you at all. No, no. I see that control, I can't control how you shot the match. I certainly want to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. I don't want to win. I can't control how you shot the match. I control how I shot the match. If you shot better, then you shot better. There's no way around it like it's what did i do well what did not do well and what can i improve on it's as simple as that see i I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i think jeff's mental approach of i i am going to beat this person uh actually probably is a little bit what helps him helped him last year win those matches because like like i mean i get like the yeah, we need to stay process based uh, and all that, but at some point, like, you got to step it up and beat the guy. Like, like you can't totally like. Like I know that I know the 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 dude's not like it's not like basketball, and they're not directly influencing you. But at some point, like, like you got to just step like you got okay. He he shot well i have to shoot well i can't just i can't just plot along and just kind of try to shoot a's like i have to actually go and try to shoot my best no uh, i don't disagree and, and that's part of it at the match but if everybody's gonna be different on their personality for me it's not gonna face me at the end of the day this is something i do for fun if it was to the point where my mental state was damaged off of my performance I would find something else to do that would not be healthy. Uh, so you're saying it's, I mean, he just told me basically I have to quit because when I shoot like that bad, like when I shoot as bad as I did last year, like my mental state was not in a good place. Like, and, and, and what happens when your mental state is not in a good place? Your performance continues on a downward spiral. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, but at some point, like at some point being completely apathetic to what my results are doesn't really help your shooting either. Like, 
like that like that just that that results in kind of a I never a said low I didn't drive. care about I never said I didn't care about the results. <laughs> I said that like I'm not gonna be affected by it. I, I, I mean, care like, I did. I wanna win matches. I didn't say that. I mean personally like I can't I can't divorce the two. Like I can't like there's mm-hmm. I can't like put all my time, effort, energy, like mental focus into this and then like have like a crappy match and then just be like Eh, oh well, no big deal. Who cares? Like that's like that's and, and when I have a crappy match, absolutely. I'm upset with a crappy match. When I shoot reasonably well and someone shoots better, I'm not gonna get upset. No match is gonna be perfect. You're gonna have mistakes in any match you shoot. But I'm not gonna get upset if I shoot reasonably well and someone shoots a little bit better. Oh, I'm pissed. Like, no, I wanna beat him. Forget that. No, I mean, I get what Jared's saying. Like, the problem is, for me, there's there's very few matches that I feel like I've shot reasonably well. Um, so it's like, I shoot a match, I get beat, and I never really feel like, oh, I shot good and they beat me. I always feel like I fucking screwed that up and they beat me. That's pretty much how I feel every match. Uh, even a lot of the ones that I've done, like I've won, it's like, that was pathetic. That was pathetic. And that just comes down to personality, I think. Because uh, that's that's how I am with almost everything I do. Uh, just like, it's it's never really good enough for me. Well, I think you bring up a good point there, too. You're, you're viewing your, your wins and your losses under like equal terms, how you're looking at them from a realist view. Even though you seem like you're probably a little focused on the what wasn't good, yeah. and that that's important. Like, you, I've won matches where I didn't shoot well at all, but there was nobody else there, or somebody shot worse than I did. And then I, I've certainly lost matches where I'm like, yeah, I couldn't have shot that any better. Like that was as good as I can shoot. And if you look at it from a realist view, you'll know what you did well, and you'll know what you're going to work on next week. Any comment on that, Jeremy? I mean, like, I've shot one good match in my career. Yeah. Like, I like the, like I, I have vividly remember, like, one match that, like, I shot really well at that match. Just smoked it. Yeah. I wish it, I wish it had been Nationals. It would have been, hmm. right. been kind of like, cool to see where I would have finished if it had been Nationals. But. It was like a club match, wasn't it? No, it was, it was, <laughs> the, it was the inaugural Bighorn match. Uh, uh okay. I mean nobody was nobody was shooting nobody was shooting single stack at it, but like yeah. I was I was quite competitive with the limited guys with my single stack then. Nice. Yeah, like you talk about some like bighorn match. So a good example on that, uh, ten or twelve stages or whatever, right, with your single stack gun. So you've got ten to twelve draws, you're reloading the gun, I don't know, thirty times or so. You're pulling the trigger 250, 300 times, whatever that match is, like, to think that you're going to shoot that perfectly would just not be realistic. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't shoot it perfectly, but, like, if you want to win nationals, that's going to have to be your performance level. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you have to, like, if you're not if you're not expecting that out of yourself when you go to, like, a nationals match, you're not going to win. Absolutely. You're expecting to execute. Uh, so, like, yeah, but you yeah. also have to 
like you want to have an objective view on your performance too. Like it sounds like you did for that match, but if if all you do is get really mad about like a small mistake, that's not helping you. If you say this I didn't do well and then you're working on it, that's going to make you better. Yeah, I mean I, I some people some people need to get mad like everybody's personality is different, but like some people need to get mad and they need to get it out. Uh yeah. It's no I think of it like this standpoint, though. If I'm looking at a uh, partial target and thinking don't shoot the no-shoot, there's a good chance I'm going to shoot the no-shoot. I need to focus on what I want to do, not what I don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's a different... I think that's a little bit different That's the same thing. way on your shooting. If you're focusing on what you can improve instead of what you did wrong, it's the same thing, but it's still different. You're looking at the same thing with different view. When, when I get mad at matches... It's, it's not like a, it's usually not a mad at myself mad. It's like a, uh, it's like an aggressive mad. Uh, so honestly, like I do shoot better when I'm angry, but I don't really get angry at matches very often. Whatever. Uh, I've seen you yell at me. I've seen you yell at Jared. Like you yell at everybody at matches. Uh, yeah. I, well, y'all just make me better then. I 100% shoot best at matches when I just absolutely don't, like, care. When you just don't care? Yeah, when I'm just, like, shooting the match. Like, I don't care. Oh, really? See, I it, I mean, I shoot fine that way. I do. But if something happens where I get mad, like, where it's like I get this attitude where, like, all right, well, now I'm just going to shit stomp these people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, that kind of attitude, like, I shoot considerably better. And, and don't get me wrong, when I say don't care, it's not that I don't, like, care about the score. What I'm saying is that I'm not, like, concerned if something doesn't go well. So, uh, carry off these nationals this year. Like, I shot reasonably well for me, especially. And I think one of the things was is that, like, I shot plenty of carry optics, so the guns are the same as I'm used to and everything. But I didn't work at it a whole lot. So, for me, I didn't have a lot to care about as far as if I got... 20th place or if I got 40th place like it didn't it wasn't something I worked for all year so when yeah, I go to a stage I could literally be like I think I can shoot it this way this is the really aggressive way I'm just going to do this and see what happens yeah you just have no probably, expectations exactly I just don't really care about the results too much so it's it's easy just to shoot yeah but yeah. that's not a, like that's not a legit I don't think that's a legit approach for somebody who is like trying no. to win matches because like like there there is this vicious cycle of like you put a lot of effort in like and you whether you, whether you state that it's your goal or not like if you're training a bunch and you're you're shooting well and training like you want to go do well at nationals like your expectation yeah. is to go do well uh but like it's like the more effort you put in the more stress you have on yourself to do well like it, like the the more time you spend on it the more you know your flaws even better uh, and so like, there's this, like this vicious cycle. It's like, you got to put in this work to do it, but then that work almost makes it harder to perform at the level that you're capable of yeah. at the time where you need to, where you want it the most, where you put the most work and effort into it. Um, and so yeah. there is this, like, there is this vicious cycle that's really tough, uh, for people to break through, which I can hundred percent relate to that. Uh, <laughs> that, that some, some people, able to do that but you, like you talk to guys like ben like they're gonna say the same thing 
like as far as like the amount of effort that he puts in like for like for him to win his first world shoot like the amount of effort that he put into it uh and like the stress the the amount of stress that was ratcheted up because of the effort that he put into it uh like <laughs> i saw ben after he finished his first day of nationals he was basically not talking uh because he was so pissed at at, at, at his performance like he was yeah. he was not happy uh, it wasn't. It wasn't good per, per his standards. It wasn't good. Um, if, if Ben had shot his Ben's normal standards, he would have won that match, going away pretty handily. Instead, it was like less than a single match point away from winning. So, kind of on on what you were mentioning there, though, and then that's exactly what I meant by like carry up these nationals. Had I trained for it like all year, I probably could have done a little bit better. But I trained for it for like three months straight. I think I would have done worse because there'd have been more stress, and I wouldn't have been able to shoot a little more freely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like that's, I mean, that's something to try to cultivate. Is can I work really hard and then shoot carefree uh, yeah. at at the match? Um, well, it's, it's hard to leave a mistake on a stage whenever you're working really hard at it. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's tough, uh, and I'm. I'm not going to give advice on how to do it because I need advice on how to not do how to do that. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's possible. I don't. I mean, maybe it's possible for a sociopath or something, psychopath. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like Jeremy was saying, the the more effort you put in, like the more difficult it is. You know, yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. The more the more difficult it is to handle the emotions, uh, with the the more effort that you put in, you you would kind of think it would be the opposite. Like, man, I'm gonna put in all the work so that on that day I'm ready. But it's like you put in all the work and it just builds and builds and builds, and then it's like the pressure hammer drops on you on that day. Like that's that's what happens. And I think you talk to anybody at the top and you'll get the same answer. Well, look at like this may not be totally fair, uh, but I mean, look at Mason Lane. Like his two national titles are in limited, which I think they're like the only matches he has shot in limited have been nationals. I don't know if he he even shot like an area match in limited. I could be wrong. He may have, uh, but I don't like, think his, he has. His I main think division he's only shot nationals in limited. Yeah, his main division has always been production and mostly production and a little bit of CO, right? Uh, and yet his nationals wins are unlimited. I mean, like I, I would guess like it's a totally outside observer. Not having talked to him at all. Like he feels a bit freer with his limited guns. Cause especially yeah. his first one, like he was not, he wasn't on the super squad. He wasn't like, he was not expecting to, he wasn't expecting to win that match. Uh, yeah. And lo and behold, he did. Uh, and probably, yeah. he probably shot – I'm guessing he shot better at that match than he did at the production match. I could, again, I could be wrong because um, yeah. I haven't talked to him about it, but it's there's a good chance there's a good correlation there. Yeah, little little caveat on this topic. Any time that you spend throughout the year trying to learn about yourself and learning how to manage uh, your own emotions and pressure and uh, – how to keep those things in check at a match is time well spent. Uh, if anything that you can figure out about yourself that will help you keep it kicked down the, the pressure notch, you know, when you're, when it's, when it's laid on, 
is it's going to be time well spent, especially as you start moving up the ranks. The pressure just builds. Uh, so knowing, knowing how to handle yourself is a great skill to have. Yeah, here's a here's a great example. Like, so last year I played a lot more golf than I have any time recently, and like my goal was like I want to, like I want to try to be around eighty or under. Like I want to try to shoot under eighty, and I hadn't before last year. I'd never shot under eighty. Well, then I had like three or four rounds in the seventies, like in a row, or maybe like maybe a couple in like eighty one, eighty two, but real low eighties, and like some like like seventy four. I think was like the lowest, like a seventy four, seventy five. And all of a sudden, like, kind of got to, like, to the end of the season, like, you know, last few rounds of the year. It's like I had this image, like, oh, well, now I just shoot in the 70s. I just think, like, my it changed. Like, also, oh, I expect to shoot in the 70s all the time now. Well, then, like, I went out, and, like, it's golf. Like, if you play golf, you know golf how golf is. Like, and I shot, like, I had a round and shot, like, in the 90s. Like, I don't want to touch these daggum clubs for, like, two weeks now because that was terrible. Uh, it was like, whereas before, like, it, I mean, it, so like, there's just, there is this interesting, as you get better at something, like your bad days are harder. Like for me, at least it's harder to accept the bad days as you get better at something, as you put more effort into it. Like when you don't put any effort into it, you can accept the bad days. Like, yeah, I'm just not that prepared. Um, but when you put a lot of effort into something, it's much harder to accept the bad, the bad days. I think that's fair. Think of this, yeah. Um, all right. So this is <laughs> this question's brutal, but we're gonna answer it. Y'all are gonna answer it. I think I know what you're gonna ask. You ready? You ready? Let's hear it. <laughs> all right. It's just kind of along the like the same topic, so we're gonna skip down to this one, and because it's right. just it's a good last question for today's show. Yeah. There. Yeah. What's the point of shooting when you no longer believe you can win? I know y'all have addressed this before, but it's some of your best material. Trevor, do you want to go first or would you like me to take it? You can take it. All right. So as with uh, most things where there's a whole bunch of people trying to compete for first place, there's going to be one person that wins. There's going to be a whole lot of people that don't. You're not going to win everything. And, like, I know from early on that I will never win a national title. Not unless, uh, you know, I'm the only one that shows up or something. So, if you're approaching from that standpoint, that you, if the only thing you focus on is winning, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed unless you're exceptionally skilled from the get-go. Uh I still enjoy the process of getting better at shooting, working at it. I like shooting. I enjoy it. If if I no longer enjoyed shooting, I would go do something else because I spend way too much time and money on it to not enjoy it. Interest, interesting answer, Jared. So the guy actually called Jared and I out. Uh, <laughs> Jeff left it out. Uh, Less for Jeff and more for Jared and Jeremy that we don't believe that we can win. Um, I don't. I don't know. Did I? I don't know if I ever said that I be, that I believed I couldn't win anymore. Uh, maybe, I, <laughs> dude. Dude, the the state that you were in, 
at the end of last season or whenever that was. It was after you tried to kill me with COVID at Area 3. That pretty much ended my season at that point. Oh, my gosh, dude. No, it was after no, Nationals, wasn't it? it? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't make it to yeah. limited Nationals, but just single-stack Nationals. It was like, yeah, yeah I'm kind of done. Uh, no, okay. I, I mean, that that was the least prepared I've ever been going into a Nationals. Like, I mean, I was, I was very underprepared. I had a kid born in February nationals was in what first weekend of may was it uh way too early way yeah. too early it's the same time again this year but i mean like i like i i'm not used to training that that few rounds uh and so like that like trying to train like that i was not i was not prepared and that kind of i mean for me that's my biggest match of the year and it was an absolute dumpster fire like it was embarrassingly bad uh and so like that kind of set my entire year on a trajectory of like well this is like it was almost like the year was was trashed from the very get-go because uh, that's the match that i cared the most about right um so like yeah i was not in a good place last year uh and i i i will i will somewhat admit like i i don't know what my comp competitive level is going to be at at least for the next for this year and maybe one more year because once the kids are kind of like basically when they get to be like potty trained then they're walking talking they can feed themselves so to speak like they're they're not 24 set like they're not hands on like if they're awake like right now i've got an 11 month old if she's awake you have to be hands-on with her and so with my wife's job like she's a nurse practitioner uh with geriatric patients and COVID and all that, like she's working insane hours, uh, breastfeeding at the same time. And like, so just my available free time is, is much less right now. Uh, and so I somewhat do have to temper my expectations for my shooting with that. Um, I think this year, as the year progresses and gets later in the year, like things are going to get a little bit easier from that standpoint, just, like there's, there'll be a little bit more. Um, and that's, that's kind of a lot of rambling. That's not really answering this guy's question. Like, what do you do if you don't feel like you're competitive? Uh, I, I still intend to be competitive. Um, I, last year I wasn't like, well. like just plain and simple. I wasn't last year. Um, for whatever reason, like, like you can, you can come up with any excuse you want. Everybody's got excuses. Uh, and I, I kind of, I don't really care for any excuses, but, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I took some time off last year. Cause like, I'm like right now when I go out and shoot, it's like, yeah, this shooting thing is actually kind of like, it's fun. Like just, just going out and shooting is fun. Um, and so, yeah, I want, to, I want to, to do as well as I can. Uh, and in single stack winning, I think winning a nationals is still very realistic. If I can get my mental game where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. For me, to answer this question, what's the point of shooting when you no longer believe you can win? Like, I kind of tend to think like there's there's two options for me. And one of them is what what Jeremy said. Um, You just like you don't get to that. Like, I still believe I can win. Like, that's that's the attitude. And if I 
like no longer believe I can it wouldn't be win uh but it would be like if I no longer believe that I can get better uh then I'd probably quit. Uh at that well, point I, I would not really be interested in it anymore. I will mention one thing. I answered the question originally as win and I think of win like win the biggest matches. Where where Jeremy mentioned being competitive and, and that would change things for me. Like I still believe I can be competitive. I just am a realist in the standpoint of I don't expect to ever win a national title. Well, I mean, Jeremy did say he did believe he could win a national title. I know, but I was just going to point out the being competitive side of it as well. Like, I still feel like I can be very competitive. I still feel like I can get a lot better. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, like, I, like what's the point? Like, dude, do you know how many golfers are out there that never break 100? And yet, like, they're they're there every Saturday morning to go play golf. Like, like they're t- like it's like so. What's the point? I mean, like at some point, like I mean, even if you're winning nationals, what's the point? Yeah. Well, like, I think like ev- that I, question is very legitimate. I think eventually you see it in the sport all the time. People that have been around a long time, some of them will stick around and continue shooting big matches. There's not very many of those guys, though. I mean, how many how many guys that were super competitive twenty years ago are still shooting today? Five, ten. Like are shooting major matches still, and then you yeah. you have a bunch of people that they 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 go away. That's probably the most common thing. And then you have a handful of people that that kind of more casually shoot. Like those, they still shoot a lot of their locals and stuff. I mean, we have you know probably I don't know four or five guys that were you know top thirty level shooters when open was the only division in my area. And they all still shoot, but they shoot casually. They don't really shoot majors. They might go to, like, the state matches two hours away, but none of them are going to nationals because they don't care. Yeah. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, like, for me, I said... It's either I... Like, I still believe I can win, or I still believe I can progress. And hopefully I keep that attitude until I either quit or I get to the point where I don't care about progressing. Because uh, that's a very real thing, right? I get old enough to where I'm just like, okay, now I just do this to hang out with my buddies and have a good time. Uh, I'm definitely not there right now. Um, I want to progress. I want to win. I still believe that I could win a national title. I don't know if it'll be in production or not. Um, I may switch divisions solely to get a national title. I could just see myself doing that. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my answer. Yeah, I mean, and that's, like, like being completely honest, like, that, that is a question for me that I have to figure out this year. Like, is the desire to still train like I used to, is that still there after having kids? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, cause like, like your priorities, like your priorities are different, right? Like once you're like, when you're a dad, it's like, I can fail at being a shooter, but I can't fail at being a dad. Like that's like failing at being a dad is not an option. Uh, and so like they, they take precedence. Uh, and like, I don't want that to be a detriment to my shooting, but yeah, there's a chance that it, there's a chance that it will be. Well, you kind of mentioned the most important part of that earlier where, you talked about tapering your expectations. 
in your earlier conversation. And if you take a step back while you're parenting, then you need to taper your expectations. If your expectations are reasonable, you're not going to be upset. But if you're shooting a quarter as much and dry firing twice a week and you still expect to shoot like you did, you know, two years ago, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, if if you do decide to, you know, taper taper your expectations back, I think you could get just as much fulfillment out of just driving me around the country to shoot matches. <laughs> <laughs> just, just as that's that's what Jeff is most concerned about is that <laughs> I stay active enough to shoot a, a bunch of the same matches that Jeff is shooting hey, so yeah. that he doesn't have to drive anywhere. It's hard to go. stretch that $350 shooting budget for the entire year. That's true. Okay. Yeah. okay. Speaking of, I think we answered that question. Well, to, to wrap this up, uh, Ozarks classic. Uh, yeah. If that is not on you guys's calendar, you put it on the to, work calendar today. You need to put it on your calendar because it's going to have one of the best RO crews ever working at it. Um, and we'll be there too. Uh, like, so Jeff and Jared and myself will be, uh, we have, we're signed up to RO a stage. Uh, and hopefully I'm going to design that stage. I got it. I've got to get that done this week, but hopefully I'm going to design that stage uh, that we RO. And we will hopefully have like some merchandise to hand out uh, like to each squad that comes through, like raffle off or, or do something. Uh, maybe we'll make them guess their hit factor before they shoot the stage. And the person that gets closest to what Aww. they think their hit factor is, they get the hat. That mm-hmm. would be a good. So it's not, it's not best hit factor, right? Like it doesn't have to be right. the best shooter, but right. it's, can you guess what your hit factor is going to yeah, be? Yeah. It's like stage? how, how good are you are at, predicting your results there that yeah. would be good that would be good that'd be kind of interesting that you people know, someone, be like so someone's going to predict a zero and zero the stage for that yeah, just right. zero the stage. yeah hey if they do that they deserve it <laughs> hey i it. guess i guess so if they if they zero the stage then we'll give them the hat if they <laughs> guess especially if they guess zero because then they that meant they really wanted they really wanted our hat bad if they're willing yeah. to tank tank a tenth of their match but will we ask them before they shoot like what's your hit factor going to be yeah or yeah okay we'll, yeah yeah, yeah we'll good. ask the squad before you before you shoot as long as it, it, i mean like and they i guess they could not participate if they don't want to right yeah. if they if it's gonna be too much of a distraction but we can yeah. just have like a dry erase board like right we'll write everybody's name down pre-squad and then you I can bring my goals board since i won't have goals by then exactly bring your goals <laughs> board with you uh and we'll do that. Uh, so, I mean, I think that'll be fun. Like, so we'll be able to shoot with the ROs and then we can go get Mexican food and margaritas all we want. Cause then all we got to do is try run the timer the next day. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's going to be fun. I'm actually kind of looking, I'm looking forward to it because I like, I want to give back to the sport a little exactly. bit, a little bit, but it's like, we only, it's a one day match. Like we only have to RO one day. Right, I mean, like, I'm not wrong about that. It is only a one day match, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you know, like you said, uh, you want to give back. It's early enough in the season that, like, I'm not going to be ramping up my training yet, so I don't mind roing and not being 100 percent focused on the shooting. Yeah. 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 It's fair. I look for, and I look forward to hopefully, like, will be a fun 
but fair uh, RO squad. We'll let Jeff handle any scoring disputes. Because... Oh God! Are you guys are you guys ROs? Uh, I had my RO certification, but I'm almost positive that it's lapsed. So, but Jared is Jared. You're a certified RO, correct? I, I am until the end of February. I'm gonna take the test sometime next month. Oh, so so we'll be. I think all we need to do is have one certified RO. I don't even know if you have to have that. I don't think you do for level two. At a level two, I don't think you have to have a certified RO, but it's probably not a bad thing. But it's all right. It's all right. I'm certified. We're good. I don't know if we're going to have Jeff do much as far as ROing because I feel like Jeff doesn't actually know the rules. Um, He can reset the activators. Jeff's going to be active. Oh, I'm going to put like five swingers on this stage just so Jeff has to reset all of them. Oh, that's actually, that's a good question. Well, this is going to come out after I've already submitted a stage, but do do y'all want act? Y'all want movers on a stage or no? Do we? Do you want a a simple stage? I don't care. One target at 10 yards, two shots. And that's the stage. (laughs) That'll be fun. Don't get the one with the plate rack. Oh, no, I'm not doing anything stupid. Like he actually, he, I think he basically like I can design one for any bay that I want. Mm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna be, be awesome. Good. So I'm gonna so sign up for the match. Them. Come shoot it. Yeah, come shoot the match. There's new there's new management over it. Uh, like there's a new match director this year, and so I'm expecting yeah. good things. I think it'll be good. Like they're they're putting a lot of effort into getting better. Yeah, they are. They and are. it's not easy to put together a level two match. No. Yeah. Um and they're kind like they're kind of in that sweet spot like they've they've done it. They I think this is like their fifth or sixth year. I, I could be wrong on that, but I think it's I think like it's fifth. Fifth year so like they're kind of in that sweet spot where like they've done it long enough to kind of know what doesn't work. Uh and I think like they're not going to put any 30-yard zebra targets in this year. I think they kind of heard that that doesn't that didn't work out so well last year. Uh, so I, yeah. I think we're going to avoid that unless I put it, I really want to put like some 50 yard shooting in on this stage. So we'll no, see. Don't just do a plain normal stage, Jeremy. I don't, I don't do plain normal stages. Okay. It'll be, I'm not going to put anything like retarded. Trust me. Okay. It won't, trust it won't you. be anything retarded. I trust you. Good. So sign up for that match. All right. Yeah. That's all I got. Y'all got anything all else? Okay. Hey, everybody, be sure and go over to YouTube and follow the YouTube page. Check it out there. Um, yeah, like, comment, yeah. Sub- subscribe. Isn't that what all the YouTubers say? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we're like, supposed to Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that subscribe yeah. button. That's how we get rich. Yeah. And we're going to get rich off of shooting, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, let's pinch it off. Stop recording, damn it.